Hello and welcome to The Missing Voice. My name is Isabel and you are listening to a podcast about gender in music. And this week I'm going to be talking to Chris Ryan, who is a musician. He is in the band Robocobra Quartet and he also composes and is a producer. And he works with lots of other musicians as well as on his own music. And we had a conversation a few weeks ago which was really interesting about gender in music. And I've always wanted The Missing Voice to not just be women's voices, I've wanted it to be everyone who works in music um, talking about gender. So I thought it'd be really nice to have a kind of informal discussion for one of the podcast episodes. So here it is, me and Chris in conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so Chris, thank you so much for coming on The Missing Voice. Um, It's really great to have you. And um, yeah, I asked if you would come and chat to us because we'd had such an interesting conversation um, at your house. And um, I thought it would be really great to have um, a male voice in these discussions because so far on the show, um, there's only been one guy who was in the first episode. And I think it's really important Mm. to um, not just be thinking about gender from a female perspective. So, um, so yeah, I wanted to kick off by just asking if you could tell us a bit about yourself and what you do and, uh, yeah, who you are. Sure, yeah. Um, well, my name is Chris Ryan. I kind of the thing that I do most is I, I play in a band called Robo Cobra Quartet. Um, and I play drums and do vocals in that band and do a lot of the um, kind of behind the scenes admin stuff all that kind of managerial stuff and um then i also uh work predominantly out of kind of recording studios um recording bands and artists and producing engineering and that kind of thing and that takes up the majority of my time yeah cool um but yeah i I think it's like it's it's great it's cool to do something like this and i think it's like i guess when you asked me originally i was kind of interested to see what the reasoning was because i guess it's a podcast about um, what's it a podcast about? And we were talking about this, and I guess you—it's—it's it's not a podcast about women particularly. It's a podcast about gender. Yeah. And so in that case, I felt like maybe, maybe my maybe I'd be happy to be part of it because I mm. wouldn't want to kind of intrude if it was like something that was particularly, you know, um, no, geared I mean, towards. It, so so, so it's quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So so I kind of I started the missing voice really because I was noticing how a lot of the time it did seem like women were being ignored or forgotten about um in various contexts in music but I knew that there's absolutely no point in just having that conversation with other women and that also um it's not just an issue for women gender it's an issue for everyone Mm. and that and if you accept it's an issue for everyone then you have to also accept that um it's it's not just that women only women that have challenges Mm -hmm. or maybe have um unique experiences so I thought it would be really important to on the one hand um involve men and people of you know other kind of more ambiguous genders hopefully um in this conversation about women and about um what it's like to be a woman in Mm. music but also about um what their own experiences are from a different perspective sure sure so um so I guess I'd like to start the conversation off by asking mm. you, um, what do you think about the idea that perhaps there are no challenges now 
that we've already broken through a lot of the boundaries with gender and that <laughs> I know you're laughing. I mean, I've seen someone with a shirt that said gender is over, like, yeah. but I don't know if that's necessarily true. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> like, well, it's so interesting, yeah, isn't it? Because there's like, there's these, that's, I guess there's these two separate things of on the one hand, people saying, well, there, there is no gender discrimination anymore. You know, we, we dealt with that with mm -hmm. the various waves of feminism okay. that we've gone through. <laughs> and, um, you know, women should just, um, women are okay. You know, they're, yep. they're able to, do, to work, they're able to have it all apparently, et cetera, et cetera. And then, but then there's this other thing that's going on, which is completely um, deconstructing gender. Sure, so I sure. guess that T-shirt is about the deconstruction of gender. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is also really important to talk about. But mm -hmm. I guess first I'd like to know, um, do you think that's um, something that people think still or think now that gender issues or gender imbalances don't exist? I think it's, I think all of that stuff is, is to do with, it's to do with like what context or what realm you're in or, or realm you're in or who you surround yourself with. That's kind of where one generates their opinions, right? So I think, I mean, from my point of view, I think that's obviously not true. Like there's obviously still not like parity of gender. Like I think that's pretty obvious, like across the board, like there's it's still not, we're not at like a level playing field. I think that that's like statistically, that's like obvious, I think, right? For me, it's like if, if there's something that you d disagree with, it's kind of like you have to kind of be like, how did that person arrive at, arrive at that, you know? And I guess it's people have different contexts. Like if you wanted to talk about representation, let's say, for instance, okay, in like indie rock or whatever, you, you see so few women. Um, but in classical music, uh, an orchestra of 80 players, you often see um, like a real split, maybe like 50-50, you know? So I think in different, maybe someone comes to that conclusion perhaps because they're in a different arena or something where at least something like representation is more mm. uh, balanced. Yeah, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think that, um, yeah, it, it seems this kind of paradox that the fewer, um, well, let's take for the example of male-female ratios in music, mm -hmm. um, the fewer women that are involved, the less people think there's a gender problem. And the more okay, women sure, sure. that are present, the more people are aware of a gender problem. Sure, sure, sure. You know? Yeah. I do, think, you, do you think that's right? You're probably right, I guess, in terms of, like, people's awareness, I guess. like Because a lot of these things, I think, stem, they never, they often, well, sometimes they do, but they rarely stem from, like, maliciousness. But they, they just, they maybe will stem from, like, a pure, blissful unawareness, right? Where someone goes, like, is there an issue with that? You know? And maybe that's the first time they've thought about it or something, you know? So I, I think you're right there, like, in terms of, only when you start to see something do you become like do you realize it you know or do you like cognize it as like a actual like yeah. a quantity or something yeah yeah that, for sure yeah only when yeah it seems to be that only when women start becoming more visible mm -hmm. do people realize that they are invisible sure 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 you know yeah <laughs> and it, because and that's all it's all what your gaze like your perception yeah. or whatever you know like i even thought of think about that sometimes like i you know, you get this experience where you're like, oh, that was a great, like, oh, remember that great record? I'll go back and listen to it, right? And I got that with, like, a really amazing YouTube video of this band, The X, um, that maybe I'd seen this video about, like, 10 years ago or something on YouTube. YouTube started in 2006 or something, didn't it? Maybe nine years. Oh God, um, but so crazy. I just, you know, watching this video and, and being kind of really impressed by how incredible it was. And then watching it now, maybe... That was I was fifteen or something then, tw like twenty five. Now maybe having spent more time like experiencing things, 
kind of going back and seeing like, oh, maybe what I really liked about it, there was like the, the drummer in the band is, is, is a woman and she's just like totally in control. I remember thinking that was, I didn't even think about that at that time. Mm. That wasn't even part of the way I would think. But watching the exact same content again, I'm, a, I'm like, my, maybe my gaze or whatever is shifted. And it's like, okay, wow, right. Do you know? So I think like everyone has the ability at different times to be aware and unaware, I think, yeah. of things, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, do, do you think that among your peers, like your male peers in music, that there's more of an awareness now about gender? What do you think mm-hmm. the general kind of uh, thinking is on this, if there is any thinking? Well, I'm, I'm really, I'm so, um, I'm so uh, cynical about that because I kind of really believe in the bubble. Like, you know, you have your bubble. You know, I was convinced green the green party were going to win the election because <laughs> everyone on twitter <laughs> who i follow were like yeah, yeah twitter. so i'm aware of that you know you get mm. your echo chamber um but yeah certainly i i mean you you can definitely see there's there's at least a conversation about something mm. a, a conversation definitely. is like a really powerful thing right well, we're doing is, it right now yeah um, but we like, are, yeah so like for sure like i mean even things like we see like funding bodies like prs or whatever like they're like totally heavy putting an underline under the concept of gender do you know mm. Which is which is cool. So I, I I can definitely see things for sure. Mm. Well, it, I I guess I asked the question because, you know, when we had a chat um, a few weeks ago now, it really stuck out because when I talked to a lot of other, well, I haven't talked to loads and loads of male musicians about this, mm. but when I, the other people that I've talked to, when I kind of have raised this the topic, um, the reaction is much more kind of, oh, I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't really okay. thought about it. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't really think there's a problem. I mean, yeah, there's loads of great female musicians and, mm. you know, I'm friends with yeah. them. And, and, and in a way, <laughs> in a way, that's, that's fine, you know, if that's their perception mm-hmm. and it's not as if they're um, saying or doing anything that is holding women back. But on, this, on the other hand, it was so refreshing that when I told you about the podcast this conversation starts sparking and you know you've obviously thought about it loads and um you know you were talking about how on your album with Robo Cobra Quartet that you were really trying to get female musicians on that album and it was so hard it it was a total lads club by the end of it actually yeah (laughs) Yeah. and but you thought about that you know whereas a lot of people including women Mm -hmm. Because it's so normal that it yeah. is, it is predominantly men that so. are on a record or in a band. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, wouldn't question it. But it was so refreshing that you'd you'd actually mm-hmm. thought, oh, you know, this is turning into a bit of a sausage fest. Yeah, but then it gets. Some... I guess so. Yeah, but at the same time, like I don't want to kind of with that stuff. I'm like, I'm so like, I get really like about like, the idea of like the, you know, like the kind of white knight feminist ally kind of thing oh, as well. No, so yeah. I don't want to like. I don't because no, I, I think thinking about it is good, but then also like, what am I actually doing? You know what I mean? It's like, as oh, well. Yeah. You know, but that's just probably me like pushing away, like you know. Well, you, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess the but, thing yeah. is, is that whenever you stick your head above the parapet, then you're worried that it's going to come back on you somehow. Sure, sure, you know, sure, somebody's sure. going to say, "Well, what do you know? You're just a guy." Or, sure, sure, How sure, dare sure. you tell us? You know, how to yeah. sort our own problems out? But mm-hmm. I don't think that's what this is. I think it's so important that as a a community as musicians mm-hmm. that we try and make sure that people have an equal opportunity yeah. and that people who are really talented mm-hmm. are not going to waste. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's really the bottom line, you mm-hmm. know, most things that are like quote unquote correct or like uh, moral or worth considering 
like they stand up to scrutiny, right? So I think like only upon interrogation of like gender do you arrive at the idea that, oh, there is a disparity. It's actually the seed there is just like taking some time to consider things, you know, mm. and, and I think there's plenty that I still don't consider. But I think if you just take time to consider things, you often will find the logical conclusion, which I think is, yeah. hey, there's a disparity of gender. Well, I think I think that's it. I think it's actually taking the time to look, to stop and reflect, mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm. And that... Uh, um, you know, we're not necessarily always very good at that as humans. Yeah, um, for sure. And yeah, so I, I, I guess that's just what struck me when we chatted and that you had actually taken the time to think about this. <laughs> and even though obviously there's lots of conflicting feelings like, oh, well, I don't want to um, get women in, in a band just because. Sure, sure, and sure, sure. I don't want to be this feminist white knight that <laughs> sure. you know comes and saves all these women. And I completely get that. Yeah. But um but then I think that's a shame that there's all these critical voices coming in. Because I think because it's it's you're in a realm of criticism. Yeah, yeah, you're, is, you're being very reflective. So we're in this critical like state of flux. So I think it's okay to be critical of yourself and then criticize this or whatever. Yeah. And think about like what what's you know what's actually the crux of this whole thing. You know. Well, um, I'd like to kind of focus in a bit more locally because sure. I mean this podcast currently is coming out of Belfast. Mm -hmm. And anyone that's been listening into the episodes, um, we've actually had people from lots of different places, um, not not just Belfast. That's great. Um, so anyone who's listening in will have mm -hmm. noticed that there's a lot of Northern Irish accents um, in sure. this po podcast. But I just wondered, do you have you seen any change in Belfast in mm -hmm. terms of gender and music? Yeah. So, I mean, I've lived here since 2011, so like not super long. But like definitely, I mean, the role of like women in bands, I think, kind of harking back to what you were talking about before, when you talk to someone who maybe hasn't thought about it, they'll go, actually, I've seen like, lo there's lots of great female musicians and some of my friends are female musicians. But I think like a thing with that is it's, it's not always about like, right, is there someone on stage there who has like long hair and breasts and, and is a woman cool, right, tick, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because like, that's not really what it's about, because there's plenty of bands that you might actually argue kind of are a bit detrimental to the whole thing where it's like just this one traditionally sexy looking woman up front with like five guys behind her mm -hmm. and all the press shots are her at the front looking seductive mm -hmm. and like in those cases you're like hey well actually we've got a woman on stage here but is this actually any better than yeah. having like four lads in a rock band you know or is this worse you know so yeah. like in that regard seeing i'm seeing more people like or more like people of other genders in bands in not the typical roles you know yeah so the it's typical so roles kind being of... like oh you're a girl you should you should sing mm -hmm. do you know mm -hmm. <laughs> kind yeah. Of thing. yeah it seems to be that um you know a lot of the time you'll see women singing or you'll mm -hmm. see women playing violin yeah 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 um, and that's kind of about it but mm -hmm. um i've definitely noticed a change i mean i remember when i first arrived here which mm -hmm. was about eight years ago and um and I could literally count on one hand the mm -hmm. number of women that were leading, like fronting a mm -hmm. band, writing the material mm -hmm. and going under their own name. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's changed. I mean, maybe not going under their own name. There's definitely a fashion now to mm -hmm. not be called your name, to be called something oh. completely different. <laughs> the um, new Isabel Anderson album out now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, now people are calling themselves, you know, biscuit or something sure 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 it's sure. <laughs> not their own name which is you know fine mm. but um so disregarding the third category under mm. their own name there are loads more women that are fronting bands and writing the material and playing an instrument sure, i guess that sure, should sure. be the third yeah. category yeah um in belfast and um that definitely was something that i've seen change 
Um, and what's been really refreshing is also that it's not just a girl band. It's there's a lot of mixed gender bands mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and mixed gender, not the typical like you're saying, someone sexy or youthful looking mm-hmm. in the front and all the guys doing the hard work sure, in sure, quotations. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but it's actually, you know, a girl playing bass, a girl mm-hmm. playing keys, the girl playing keys is singing as well. And there's mm-hmm. a guy yeah. on drums or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that seems to have changed. Certainly. Yeah. But I, I think another thing that seems to have changed is um, bands that were being exported outside of Northern Ireland that would actually kind of break out beyond Northern mm-hmm. Ireland. And definitely when I first arrived, that was mm-hmm. completely male dominated. OK. It seems like the last two years or so. That's changing mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. people like Soak and people like Jealous of the Birds. Sure, sure. Um, I, I can see a big change. And, I, and obviously with the mm-hmm. festival, Women's Work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's st- been started up at Oh Yeah Music Centre. I feel like um, what's happening in Belfast, I don't feel like it is a fad. I feel like mm. it's actually more of a waking up to the idea that women make really good music too. Yeah. And and I should say as well, you know, like we were kind of disparaging like the band with the sexy front woman mm. and the people in the back. But, you know, that's that doesn't actually even mean that it's low quality either. Do you know no. what I mean? And it could very well, in some ways, that's really empowering for like a girl who maybe looks that way mm. and kind of or like if you're talking about inclusion, you also need to include the people that you are seeing as maybe like beautiful, conventionally attractive people are people too, I guess as well. I should probably <laughs> yeah. say I'm not one of them. But, you know, I mean, I guess I, I think... They have talents too. I think it's important with things like this, like if we're talking like about something like this, I actually, I noticed myself doing it a few times, like just scoffing and stuff. Do you know, mm-hmm. like things like this can become a members club. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when it stops someone from being interested in being included, you know. Mm-hmm. So just in the same way that you get like lads clubs. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I was just kind of, I want to kind of take that back because I, yeah, yeah. Like, I shouldn't be disparaging. Like, yeah, well, it, it, it is, it is Because it's so layered like that, you know. But I guess, yeah, you're right to criticize it in a social aspect. Well, once you, once you start thinking about these issues, it's hard not to. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. but yeah. then, but then you do have to also be open to um, listening to good music. <laughs> you know, yeah. if it's if it's good, then you have to kind of be open to that too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when like I think maybe it's just finding the exact like balance of viewing that band like you're saying in that traditional kind mm. of role, viewing them as like okay, what's the social so sociological effects of this band being on that stage, what's that doing cognitively to people who are watching? Okay, maybe it's making people objectify women. You know, there's like the gaze, there's the academic gaze to it, which Mm -hmm. I think is highly Mm -hmm. important. But I think it's also important to think of the individual. Mm. Like maybe you don't know the story of of that woman. Maybe there's something else, you know. So I think think it's really important with these things to like have an exact 50-50 like weighting of like the politics and the individual. Because as soon as you start treating it as just numbers you're probably as um insensitive yeah, as yeah. as you know who who you're railing against i think so i think it's yeah. important yeah to think of in politics in like sociological analysis like yeah there's also individuals there's like yeah. unique stories for every person you know definitely so and, and i mean that, that's maybe why i was trying to going back on that thing because i don't yeah. want to disparage a person you know what i mean well i i do find it difficult sometimes when um you know that there's artists and i'm not going to name names who i i really love their music mm-hmm. but i find um other aspects of mm-hmm their brand really hard mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. come to terms with you sure, know sure um either because they do typical kind of loads of instagram selfies of mm. pouting and sure um but under the guise of doing music so it's mm-hmm. okay but it's still yeah. it's still very um instagrammy yeah, yeah um 
but their music's great, you true, know, or, they, or they're obsessed with um, fashion. So mm-hmm. they're constantly kind of using their music Instagram as a kind of fashion blog. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, that kind of grates with me, but their music's great. And like in terms of your um, view to that, like, because I know that's like a conversation. It's like separating a product from a producer, like separating the art from an artist or what the artist does. Like, what's your view to that? Like, do you, because obviously Wagner was a massive racist, right? But yeah. like <laughs> there's some amazing operas he's written. You yeah. Know? Or like Bukowski had all these terrible like as a domestic violence, he had just had a lot of like negative accounts from John Lennon. Because I'm not, I'm still undecided on that. Like, do you, to what extent do you separate product from producer in that sense? I well, I guess I've always found listening to music a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. So, for me, I I think I can connect with the music and put to one side what the person is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because I think that whoever you are when you're making music and you put it out into the world, it becomes millions and millions of different things to millions of different people sure, sure. it's like a domain that yeah it yeah. just it just becomes something else mm-hmm. so um in in that sense you know i'm okay with that but on the other hand i yeah i mean like i say i, I find it hard when there's artists who i think especially female artists there's a couple that um that i i, I really like their music and they sometimes kind of touch on Issues to do with women's representation or women's mm-hmm. rights, um, but at the same time, are very kind of um, well, buying into that sort of very visual Instagrammy, sure, 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 um, image mm-hmm. lifestyle, um, which so I find that hard to kind of. Um, it can tarnish like your view to it, yeah. Yeah. Or your impression, rather. Yeah, and yeah. but then I then I I mean I kind of do what you you've been saying then I start kind of criticizing myself for doing that and saying well why shouldn't they do that why and they're not allowed to do that and but it's it's just that it creates this um this kind of environment where you are still as a female musician expected to be a visual brand Mm. much more I think than a lot of male musicians I mean I think obviously everyone now with Instagram and social media has to represent themselves as a visual musician mm-hmm. um which in some ways is really fun because it's much more important for instance to do a really great music video than to press a thousand cds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's really great because then you can start playing with visual mediums mm-hmm. but at the same time um i think particularly women again you know women have kind of taken this as another way to um to I guess um, compete with each other really. Sure, sure. To sure. be the sexiest or the most fashionable, getting mm-hmm. the most fashionable mm-hmm. blogs, um, or to show that you're doing really exciting things, like you're mm-hmm. going off and playing these amazing gigs, or you're on a video shoot. Yeah. And and I do that too. You know, mm-hmm. I I do do that because I know that it's for people who like my music. It might be interesting, mm-hmm. and um, and for me, it's really useful to document that process Mm -hmm. so that i can look back on it and you know when i if i do it again Mm -hmm. i can draw from that yeah um but at the same so i know that i'm i'm also contributing to that you know when i've Mm -hmm. when i've done behind the scenes um photos from a video shoot or something Mm -hmm. and of course i only put the nice ones up (laughs) sure (laughs) there's plenty of horrific (laughs) (laughs) photos of me yeah um but (laughs) (laughs) But I'll put the nice ones up, but I guess there's, there's, I guess there's le- le- levels of this. Yeah. And, um, 
so I, I do find it hard when there's um yeah when there's women who are really really kind of um they they stop being just musicians they become fashion brands they become um, sponsors you know Mm. um yeah and yeah that that's difficult I think but do you feel that with your own um your own work and your own image do you feel a pressure to be presenting a attractive version of yourself uh I think the the outward pressure is a lot less yeah for sure I think as a male do, does it cross your mind at all? Does it cross my mind? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, just, I, but I guess I might can be kind of self-conscious in that sense sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, th- I certainly think that there's like obviously a lot less kind of industry pressure for sure, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. I, I think males are, are definitely not beholden to it as mm-hmm. much, certainly, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. But I'm wondering if, because now as musicians, we, we don't have a branding... Um, department in Mm -hmm. a record label most of us yeah you know we are that everyone everyone in society whatever Mm -hmm. especially if you have your own business Mm -hmm. you are in charge of your branding your visual branding and absolutely yeah yeah. you have to get a hold of that and if you don't then you're not going to succeed so you know male musicians have to do that you have to have a facebook account a twitter account an instagram Mm -hmm. account you have to have really good branding and visuals Mm -hmm. to catch people's eye so i'm wondering if it's becoming more of a concern for men now over time yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think certainly like it's like all, yeah, all that stuff social media isn't just entirely like yeah it's your own marketing department that you're you're just kind of like designing the the world that you the way that the world wants to see you certainly yeah um, and in terms of an increased pressure I'm not sure to be honest I mean but that could be my own personal hmm. experience you I know, guess it's different if you have a band and you go under that band name yeah Maybe it's different if you were just you and you went under Certainly, your yeah. name. And also, like, I think um, it depends on, like, what kind of world you're in. I think, like, male singer-songwriters trying to cash into the Ed Sheeran world, I imagine they're a lot super... Actually, I would know a few people who are a bit like that, and you can definitely see that there's a real war- concern with, with um, like, okay, is my hair good enough for this, like, Facebook video where i go hey guys got a new video out you know like so certainly i think the pressure is there i think that's actually a good point you make in terms of like the name thing because then it's not an abstraction yeah and i think maybe that's why people choose not to use their name because then maybe they can abstract their their yeah, visuals I mean, I, as well i would actually really love to not be going by my name is that right okay yeah i think yeah. so um yeah i think when i started out it wasn't a thing you know it wasn't uh mm-hmm. i mean that's sure there were some people around that did go by a different lane like mm-hmm. peaches or something mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it wasn't a thing and i've really noticed the last two or three yeah. years loads of people now yeah um actually, especially women certainly who yeah. go under a, a different name yeah and it, it, it i think people will frame it very very different in terms of like if there's a band they're like a math rock kind of sort of electronic kind of band called leo dresden and it's just a group of four members but they go by that name um but we played a show with them and everyone was like, who's Leo? Like, is, is he like playing acoustic guitar and singing? You know, and it's like... Mm, so they kind this, of flipped that it's the, the Yeah, way. it's like, yeah. so, you know, often when you have something that you're unsure of, the best thing you can do is like make a negative and mm. like see the complete opposite mm-hmm. of it and then see how you feel about it, you know? Mm. Um, um, and like in that case, like seeing that, like a band with a person's name, how do people perceive it? And I yeah. think, yeah, it's it's like people are certainly a lot more, there's like expectancy. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's going to be different for in a lot of cases, and certainly using your own name is definitely one of them. Yeah. 
Well, um, well, just to move on to a kind of different area, you, you do a lot of recording with other musicians mm-hmm. and you also record Robocobra Quartet and produce Robocobra mm-hmm, Quartet. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you have any thoughts about gender in studio? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how, how do you think that pl- plays out in your own experience? I mean, absolutely. It's like the it's kind of when you're recording or like in the studio, like it's it's a real like it's kind of a, it's obviously it's a bit of a microcosm to the world, you know, but in it's kind of like a pressure cooker type of situation. So you really like, there's a lot of like emotion can be high. People can be really self-conscious. People can be, this is like the thing that they really care about. And like, it's, it's quite an interesting environment. And a lot of my role, a lot of the time is, I mean, I, I have to know how phase correlation works. I have to know what different microphones and all do. That's all a given. But I think a large part of it is like people management and like, hospitality and making sure that people are okay and like that they're in the best way that they can be to make the art that they want to record or whatever um so i think it's actually quite an interesting magnifying glass for sure mm. um but like specifically in terms of like women in the studio I've, I've definitely experienced a thing where where those insecurities that get pushed upon women get like fucking multiply by like 10 you know yeah, like I've, in I've, a tiny box oh, and everyone's for sure. watching you especially vocals as well mm. you know it's like um, I've like plenty of times like uh, women recording vocals and like being like, oh, it's shit, I'm shit, I'm shit, and it's like, whoa, do you know what I mean? That's and I know, think the that's something I've noticed thing. as yeah. well a yeah. lot. Um, I mean, I haven't been in the recording studio with lots of women, but I've you know sometimes mm-hmm. um, done recording with other women where mm-hmm. they're doing vocals, and yeah, I have noticed that of just constantly every take is wrong, every take is wrong. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. interesting that that's something yeah. you've I mean come across. That's definitely. That occurs across both. That's not a mm. highly gendered thing, but I definitely note like that the insecurity exists everywhere, obviously. But I think yeah, it's definitely something I've noticed, like kind of in in a in a sense in that sense a lot. You know, this is a, maybe an interesting like thing to talk about as well. Is like I think what we're doing, like maybe what what this is about is like parity of gender, right, or equality, or whatever you want to call it. But I think it's also important, like the gender is over a T-shirt, to realize that like actually we're both very different like depending on your chromosomes you're quite yeah. chromosomes you're quite different um like quantities you know Definitely, what i mean yeah and i think like some one of those things that that's a massive conversation is like the concept of strength mm-hmm. and strength in gender right mm-hmm. um and i think like to do with like as a voice is a particular massive thing you know but also in terms of percussion and i think in some senses you can use the gender divide to this sounds weird from my point of view but to your advantage and what i mean by that is like there's like a there's like a you know there's like a stereotype of women being more like sensitive mm-hmm. right and like that's obviously used in a disparaging way like why do you have to be so sensitive mm. but people say that to me and i'm fucking sensitive so like <laughs> you know but um but like sensitivity right is like so important in music yeah yeah it's like it's so important because no one yeah. wants the person who plugs in the guitar to the amp and just turns it up to full. Everyone hates that person, right? Yeah. So um, sensitivity is interesting. And when you were talking about tr- non-traditional roles for, for musicians, um, do you know this band Haiva Oa? No, no, um, they're like re- They're really cool. It's like a two-piece and uh, there's a female drummer and she, I'm gendering her playing right now by saying this, but I think it's a really cool thing because for whatever reason, she her, her nurture and nature has 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 caused her to be a, a person sensitive environments. She's such a good drummer. Mm. Like every song, she was like, "Okay, this is I'm using you know hot rods. They're like sticks that are like uh-huh. like multiple small sticks, you know." And that really suited what the other members in the band were playing. There was one song where she just plays with mallets the whole time, and like she was just a fucking super sensitive musician, you know. Yeah. And like 
sensitivity is king, you know, or queen rather, I should say. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, it was so cool, you know, and, yeah. and I think it's quite a masculine thing. That's not to gender, but that's like a, you know, a masculine thing to just pick up the drumsticks and fucking hit the cymbals, you know what I mean? And um, keep playing on, and just on the tape. Go, go, and... go, you know, and just like yeah. smash it. So like, I think this is a live performance I've talked about. I haven't, I haven't recorded Hevo. I've just seen them live. But you know what I mean? And I think that's so cool. Like that's, I know, I th- and that's I think... the thing where it's like, oh, right. So like the gender divide, what if we reframe this? That's a fucking cool thing that she was inspired to play the drums because she's better suited <laughs> to, to that role at, in that musical environment. Yeah, and, and you know, you're talking about strength. That there, There's a great strength in being able to hang back and observe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, not, yeah. not rush in because you're scared that the people are going to think you're not good enough. Totally, or, yeah. You know, totally. You're, not, you're not a great musician if, if yeah. you don't just rush in and do something really yeah. loud and really complicated. Yeah. But there's a strength in hanging back and thinking, right, what's going on here? Yeah. How do I slot in? It's like listening. And like, that's another like stereotype of women. It's like women are good listeners, you know? <laughs> and it's like, that can be a real dismissive thing. Yeah. But it's like, wait, actually in this role, God, a listening musician. That's really nice good, have, yeah. nice have a few more of those, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So like, I don't know, that's, that's yeah. why I think that's when it becomes not monochromatic. That's when it yeah. becomes like, oh, it's this spectrum of like, what's good and what's bad and what's like, what are the gender differences that are actually like really cool? Do you yeah, know what I mean? and, and then and I think once you kind of look at them positively, then you can yeah. start to deconstruct gender yeah. and allow people to um, to kind of appropriate certain characteristics. Sure, sure, like sure. You could be a guy and play the drums really sensitively. Yeah, yeah. You could be a woman and play really crazy yeah. thrash metal guitar. Yeah, well, that's the thing as well, yeah. Because yeah. when I was talking about masculinity, that's not necessarily no, it's simply not necessarily something that women can do. Yeah. men can do right like it's just i certainly play the drums in that, a feminine way we've times. given that word to those characteristics yeah. yeah um yeah so i think that that's really important and i think it's something that um obviously laura marling touched on this with her podcast series which is all about um females in particularly mm-hmm. the studio mm-hmm. um and it's really interesting yeah. sorry it's i went really off topic there from the studio thing but yeah no go, no go ahead. no i mean no it's it's really interesting um you know thinking about what we what we perceive women are like in terms of characteristics, but then how that plays out in the studio. And like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, these things get magnified in the studio because mm-hmm. it, it's not just about the fact that you're in a windowless, dark mm-hmm. room. And um, it's also the length of time you're there. You know, you, if you're sure. recording an album, it can be weeks mm-hmm. if you have the money. <laughs> um, or it could be a crazy intense week where you, you know, don't sleep very much. And yeah. You just get it done because you haven't got much money. Mm-hmm. Um and that can be really intense. Mm-hmm. And if there are any, um, you know, dynamics playing out, then they're going to come out tenfold. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think like further to that, in terms of the, the, the concept of women in the studio, like it's, it's, it's like on behind the glass, on the other side of the glass, mm. you know, in a technical role. Like I think that's something where if someone told you, no, I don't think there is a gender divide, you'd be like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, when was the last female sound person? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know I mean, what I mean? Have you ever stepped into a studio and there's a woman on the desk? I think between us, we know, like, one person, yeah. right? And I think, like, that's obviously a wider thing of, like, in school, girls not ending up doing technical roles, mm. right? And, like, the studio is often seen as a technical thing. Mm. But I think in the same sense, like, it's, like, I was talking about my kind of job, a huge part of it is sensitivity and, and like, creativity and that kind of thing as well. So I think maybe it's to do with lack of education that, like, being behind a mixing desk or computer or whatever it's not all engineering yeah so i think it's it's interesting because it kind of relates back to the podcast that we did with um Mm -hmm. the 
women that were finishing their degree in um, yeah. music technology at Sark. And, um, and it was interesting talking to them about where they actually had an advantage mm -hmm. to some to some of their male counterparts because they felt able to ask for help. Okay, sure. And they sure, felt remember, able yeah, yeah. to show that they were vulnerable and that they didn't mm -hmm. know everything, but sure. they were willing to learn. Mm -hmm. And actually, some of the guys in the class would message them and say, can you ask this question to the right, lecturer right. tomorrow because I don't know how to do this thing. Yeah, yeah. And so the girl would then walk up <laughs> in the class and say, how do you do this thing? Yeah, you know, that's really weird. Um, so that it's, it's just really interesting. And I think that mm. th that obviously then goes and plays out once you leave college yeah. or, um, you know, even if you haven't gone to college in the studio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, probably it would be really great if um, everyone, not just women, were able to feel comfortable mm -hmm. Um, listening and showing vulnerability, not mm -hmm. having to show that they're constantly know all the answers and completely capable mm -hmm. and, um, you know, both sides of the glass, engineering or mm -hmm. playing an instrument, um, that's really important. Yeah. yeah. So I, I do kind of feel like um, that that's one advantage that women have and that um, a disadvantage for a lot of guys mm -hmm to sure. feel like they can just open be sure. open like that sure sure yeah that's something that's across the board where like it's like women rarely end up in te technical roles mm. and I, I it's something that i i think about but i i can't like put my finger on well yeah no i've thought about this a lot why is that yeah and i think there's obviously lots of reasons but when we were talking um with the women at the end of their degree i asked them had you ever had any female lecturers Okay. And throughout the whole of their degree, they'd had one female lecturer, but mm -hmm. that was the person who was doing their module on a pl on placement. Okay. So it wasn't actually anything technical at all. Okay. And the other female lecturer was from a different mm -hmm. department. I think she's from anthropology, and that was the mm -hmm. ethnomusicology module. Mm -hmm. So there were no women teaching them anything to do with composition mm -hmm. or anything to do with technology. And I said, well, you know, how would you have felt if you'd walked in and on your first day you'd been greeted by a female lecturer who's mm -hmm. going to teach you, be teaching your spatial audio lo yeah. module. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I would have felt really different. I think right, I would okay, have felt yeah. much more entitled to be there. I wouldn't have felt so um, stupid for not knowing things. Mm -hmm. I would have felt like, yeah, there's actually, it's, it's quite um, possible that mm -hmm. I could excel in this. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's that. I think if you don't have role models, yeah, it's really hard to then have the ambition to go and do that thing. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting as well because like that opens up this conversation. I think you were in the room in women's work. There was like a um, a panel about representation, tokenism. But yeah, it, and it was a really interesting thing because like there was um, a German festival promoter and talking about the idea of quotas, you know, and like a lot of the time quota quotas are like such a contentious idea because it's like if you were to say, okay, well, so like this maybe a solution, quote unquote, to what you're talking about there is let's get women lecturers in spatial audio. Like that's that's that, that's a goal. Mm. Right. Um, and then you're, the conversation to rebut that could be, well, why would you do that? That's like crazy to, to fill a quota. Do you know what I mean? If there's other people I guess insane to just prop a woman up just because she's a woman, you know, which I think is there's some fairness to that. But but in the same sense, I think like it what, what was really interesting about what she said was talking about quotas on like a sliding scale, which is to say like definitely, definitely do quotas on those lower festival bills. Mm -hmm. Like try to get women in. Mm. Um, on the higher up bills, the mechanics is completely different in terms of how booking works up there. Mm. 
it depends on mass like so many other factors than the lower ones yeah and so i think she was like i don't think the quota is as applicable up there mm. but it's applicable down there and i think that's really interesting because it's like you were saying the women who were starting the university course if they had seen a woman mm. representing a technical role they would have been inspired but how do you get that woman who you want well, to that, be in the technical yeah, role the to problem, lecture inspired it? in the first place yeah. to end up in that role. I and then know. it's like, who inspired her? So it's like, at that point, it's like, well, yeah, maybe you do need quotas up until the I think, I parody's think, there. I think you do, actually. Because the other thing is that a lot of the time that argument is made, well, you know, we're not just going to tokenistically put women in places when they're not, when there's somebody else who is more capable, who's a man. But I, I think a lot of the time, especially in terms of, people making music it's a complete load of bollocks <laughs> because a lot of the time very 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 good female musicians i mean i've seen definitely mm -hmm. just get ignored mm -hmm. and okay they may get some gigs and they may get people who like their music and friends that like their music etc mm -hmm. but when it comes to actually you know being nominated for an award mm -hmm. or being um, signed to management mm -hmm. or being signed to some booking agency or mm -hmm. that kind of thing mm -hmm it's so much harder mm -hmm, for that mm -hmm. to happen. But I mean, I, I, you know, I want to just wrapping up, I want to really reiterate that I, I don't, I think there are challenges that men mm -hmm. face too. And I think that all of these privileges mm -hmm. that you can see um, men might have, especially in music, music mm -hmm, technology mm -hmm. can also work against you. Sure. And I'm sure that there's um, guys that might be listening mm -hmm. who are, are kind of saying, well, actually, I don't like the fact that I'm I'm expected to feel competent. Yeah, yeah, you know, that expectancy is massive. 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, what what would you have to say about that? Well, for sure, yeah. Like, I mean, even like just because I've been seen behind a computer or behind a like a mixing desk, that the assumption is that maybe I know about everything all, and you know, I can I can solve anything. But like, you know, so that that pressure is there as well. I think for sure, yeah. But I think I think it's important as well. Like, if you're talking about if you're kind of addressing the listener, I think it's like, you know, we were talking earlier about like these things, these issues are born out of not considering things or not thinking about it. And I think that like early Genesis thing where it's like, um, not early Genesis where like Phil Collins is really good on drums, but <laughs> like the, the really Genesis, the Genesis of like the idea where, where sorry, um, where like, um, where you're okay. Like you've just, you've just interrogated, you've just arranged all the, I've just hit the microphone. You've just like, um, you know, arranged all the neutrons all over the place and now a person has said, like a male person perhaps has said, I've never thought about it. That's the best point to like be like, okay, cool. Well, maybe instead of being like, yeah, you haven't fucking thought about it. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely, I think, like, yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Like, absolutely. If you, if you like run the magnet over the tape and it, like it, all the particles are all over the place and this person's now malleable. Mm. Malleable sounds weird, but like this person's now open to like conversation. That's such a great time to like talk and definitely, stuff, you know, definitely. because like it can be really easy to, for people when they feel vulnerable and that's a state of vulnerability that state of flux so this i think what you're talking about now is really really important and really interesting but i think i, I think that, that's where i think about so much though yeah Do you know like this kind of if someone's going to interrogate a topic or a person and like arrange arrange everything get the puzzle pieces all over the place you, let's put them back together yeah you know yeah. maybe in a cooler way or something yeah. you know but it's so i think it's so important to talk about the emotions that go into addressing these topics yeah that opening this dialogue that you know say if you are somebody who is part of a kind of a, a privileged or um dominant group mm -hmm. um what are the emotions when somebody then questions that mm -hmm. 
and what are the emotions in the person that's questioning it mm -hmm. and how is it best to interrogate these things mm -hmm. or explore these th these issues mm -hmm. so you know you're saying that actually well it's not very productive to start the conversation with blame it's sure sure although then you know <sighs> yeah you don't want to tell tailor your, your approach you don't too much, it, but... yeah you, you don't want to kind of soften the blow too much that <laughs> yeah yeah for then sure. the, there's no impact but that... yeah it's it's just i think it just depends considering like what's it's just like you're playing a show it's like who's the audience do you know yeah. and how are we gonna how are we going to gauge that? Do you know what I mean? I think it's just, it comes down to sensitivity as well, you know, mm -hmm. like, because it's so easy when someone's defensive to just shut off, you know? Yeah. And if your intention is convincing someone, well, I know when I want to convince someone to listen to a song, I won't go, this is the best fucking song ever. And you have shit taste. And this is amazing. Mm. Like, I know that the best way to convince them is like, just like put it out there. Mm. And like, if it's, if I believe in it, then I think they'll come to the logical conclusion. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. If it's a, if it's a, if it's like we we're talking about, like if the end result is like logic and like sense and reasonable, mm -hmm. then I think if you let someone consider it a bit and talk about it, they might come to the same conclusion. You know. Yeah, and I, and I guess maybe I'm thinking that a a good way of approaching it is to ask that person questions. Sure, sure. Rather than to make statements necessarily. I mean, I think sometimes you have to make a statement, um, but but it's really important I think to ask questions because. Like you're saying, you have to get people thinking. And in talking about something, you, you, you're doing a lot of learning, really, when yeah. you're talking out loud, you know. But that's what the kind of, I believe in general about, like, kind of, let's say, like, liberal ideas. The very viewpoint of, like, liberty, right, is, like, it's a free thing, right? So it's, like, in, in essence, you don't really need to force liberal ideas because the idea is liberal. And in that sense, it has the liberty to, like, be found, found itself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It has, like, the freedom to <laughs> these things are, are supposedly good concepts mm. do you know what i mean well my, so, so my... in that sense like i think perhaps or maybe this is me putting too much faith in humanity but people will come across them if they just like pick them up and hold them to the light and shake them around a bit they'll, they'll go yeah this is good this is sound yeah do you know what i mean whereas well, like you know that, my that's maybe reaction. my playful like that's maybe <laughs> my like childish view of the world i don't know like, no I, I think there is some I truth in that i think there is some truth in that my cynical you know my cynical voice is saying well some people will never pick that up you <laughs> know guess, yeah. why is everyone not doing that then yeah because I know, I know. The, these ideas are out there but you that's know? the thing maybe you just have to like do the initial like nudging to the thinking yeah as opposed to doing the you know it's like I learning think, i think that's it i think uh, yeah i think that's what it is it's encouraging people to learn to be about interrogators yeah. yeah yeah rather than enforcing people to think what you're thinking yeah i think so entirely yeah and and also being open to learning from mm -hmm. other people who may not have the same viewpoint as you yeah absolutely. Um, or may not have the same experience as you mm -hmm. um well i think that's a good place to wrap <laughs> this up positive vibes yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah thank you so much chris for coming on the missing voice it was really you, interesting you thanks for i appreciate that no worries um yeah and we will be back soon with another episode next month